0: Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Kelly Wisness. Hi, this is Kelly Wisness. Welcome back to the award winning Hospital Finance Podcast. We're pleased to welcome back Wade Wright, Bessler's Chief Technology Officer. In this episode, Wade will give us a glimpse into Bessler's next webinar Cybersecurity and Healthcare that we're hosting on Wednesday, October 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you for joining us today, Wade, and welcome back.
1: Thank you, Kelly, I appreciate it very much.
0: All right, well, let's jump in. What are the most common types of cyber threats that healthcare organizations are facing today?
1: It's the big ones that you hear about usually in the news and uh, hopefully are being made aware about through your organizations. Ransomware is right at the top of that list. Uh, This is the act of typically encrypting systems so that people can access them and then demanding a payment to uh, get that remedied. Also phishing, uh, the attempt through emails to trick people into clicking on things that are Malicious and bad, and then also data breaches where uh, PHI is captured and uh, sold uh, on the dark web and other places.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of threats right now. How have the cyber threats in healthcare evolved over the last few years, especially with the advent of technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning?
1: Like any tool, AI and machine learning can be used either for good or nefarious purposes. We've seen a major uptick in the quality of phishing attempts that are are clearly involving AI. Often that gets used in creating the copy that's in the message. Uh, You can spot them still, but it's not as easy as it used to be. Uh, These tools are getting used to scrape like LinkedIn and other social media sites to get information that would probably lead you to believe that this might be more legit than it is. We use AI and machine learning in the development of our products here at Bessler, but we mostly use it defensively regarding security. Many of the cybersecurity tools we use have significantly increased their effectiveness through their use of AI and machine learning they're becoming much better at detecting behavior versus just looking for a specific signature of malware and other uh, malicious software.
0: There is a lot to keep in mind these days. Can you share some real-life incidents where cyber attacks significantly impacted healthcare and what lessons were learned from those incidents?
1: I guess just about everybody in healthcare has seen on the news or been involved with or or know somebody who has where there's been a major attack carried out on the hospital physicians groups that they're aware of. Uh, I personally was in the hospital a year ago when a ransomware attack occurred on the hospital when I was there. It happened on the second day of my week-long being there, so I got to see things firsthand what happens. Uh, First of all, all of the computer-assisted work suffered immediately. Uh, for example, just getting meds became very paper-heavy uh, process. Uh, the nurses had to write absolutely everything down. They had to get their phones out, look to double-check to make sure that there were no interactions with other medications. I mean, things that would just happen in the blink of an eye uh, when they could use their systems. Uh, thankfully, the quality of my care wasn't affected in any way, just uh, an inconvenience for me, but it certainly made life very hard and stressful for the staff at the hospital. At Bessler, you know, we work with hundreds of hospitals across the country and we've seen all types of maliciousness. Uh, I'm certainly not going to share any of the details of, of those particular things, but uh, I will share uh, an incident that happened with Bessler, almost, almost hurt us. Uh, we had a former employee who shared the same password across many different sites, uh, including their Bessler uh, logon. Uh, one of those websites was compromised, and bad actors then had access to their password. This bad actor, who we think was probably from North Korea, logged into our email system, impersonating this employee, and set up an email forwarding rule uh, that had anything to do with banking would get sent to their email address. Uh, You know, words such as ACH or bank account, those type of things were put in there. Obviously, this is an attempt to gain access to uh, bank accounts and to divert any transactions or or any other information that they could get. Without discussing the nitty-gritty about how our team uh, stopped this, from becoming a problem, I will say that, you know, it's mostly due to our team's experience with preventing data exfiltration, but coupled with our new tools that did use uh, AI and machine learning, and they helped to solve this pretty quickly. In the old days, you know, a few years ago, we would likely have not been able to even have known this occurred, uh, much less been able to prevent it like we did.
0: Some great lessons there. What are the key challenges in implementing robust cybersecurity measures in healthcare institutions, especially with uh, those legacy systems?
1: Legacy systems are almost always coupled with legacy policies and legacy procedures, which can really further exacerbate the challenge. On one hand, you may have either you know hardware or software. That simply not going to be getting upgrades or updates needed to prevent security issues. Um, for example, we still see organizations running on Windows 7. While staying up to date and modern is no guarantee that you won't suffer a cyber incident, not staying up to date makes it almost a certainty. Uh, furthermore, you know organizations like this uh, with with legacy systems and, and those type of things, their security practices and policies are, are typically uh, legacy or old as well. And bad actors much prefer easier targets for obvious reasons. If you don't won't keep your systems up to date, um, it's very unlikely that your defenses are modern and up to date as well.
0: That makes a ton of sense. How do regulatory frameworks like the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, better known as HIPAA, influence cybersecurity practices in healthcare?
1: Of course, HIPAA is at the foundation of protecting individuals' protected health data. Ensuring that data is always encrypted at rest and in transit is just the first elementary step in cyber defense. Uh, A much more challenging problem is the, the human element. Uh, In general, it's easier to trick people than it is to trick a computer. Uh, Embracing the spirit of what HIPAA codifies is where the real work and challenges lie. Everyone that has access to PHI on a day in and day out basis can become so familiar with uh, the handling of it and can get tripped up by simple yet very easy to make bad mistake. Uh, For example, uh, you you might copy some PHI into an email to send to a colleague to discuss um, you know, and get their input on it, um, and forget to encrypt that email when you send it. Um, this obviously leads can lead to a very serious fine and can a loss of trust uh, for your patients. Um, while HIPAA certainly puts teeth in the regulations, uh, we guardians of confidential data should simply do all we can to protect it.
0: Most definitely. Uh, what role do employees and staff play in a healthcare organization's cybersecurity posture? And how can they be better educated and prepared to mitigate cyber risks?
1: People are easily your best defense or your worst nightmare. Normally, it's somewhere in between on that spectrum. At Bessler, we've got dedicated security staff where that's all they do. They live and breathe it all day, every day. And, of course, we have everybody else in the company who, in some form or fashion, have to care about cybersecurity. What we found to be the most effective is short but frequent training, especially in regards to relevant and recent events. One of the several tools we use is called Ninja. They produce an animated training video every month that takes no more than five minutes to do. They are almost always very relevant and useful. For example, we had a recent episode to discuss juice jacking, which most people would have no idea about or I don't know even know what that means. But basically, it's how bad actors can use hardware at a public phone charging station and steal info right off of your phone uh, because you think it's just charging the battery. Giving people real and useful info is the key to continuous improvement with your staff and your organization's security uh, posture. People need to understand the challenges your organization faces, and you need to put tools in their hands to help them accomplish your security objectives. For example, we have tools that scan an email before it is sent looking for things like PHI or other confidential information and ask the user if they want to encrypt it before sending it. Of course, this isn't foolproof, but it definitely helps.
0: Yes, I know I personally really like the training that we do, um, especially I really enjoyed that one on juice jacking because I, I didn't know that even existed. So thank you to Wade and your team for bringing some of that t- to me because I know I've learned something. Um, how do you see the future of cybersecurity and healthcare evolving?
1: I think we're going to see the the constant ebb and flow between bad actors and security professionals. Uh, when one of those two groups gets the upper hand on the other, the other always seems to be able to turn it around. Uh, at the moment, the bad guys have a slight upper hand, but I think we're going to see more and more tools that will help on the security front to swing the pendulum back in our favor. I would like to see some changes in regulations, too, that could that could help organizations versus having a, an unintended consequences that we suffer from today. For example, the possible financial and punitive damages levied against an organization are part of why healthcare is becoming more and more targeted. We're so scared of paying a heavy fine or losing our insurance that we're, we can be led to make bad decisions in a crisis. For example, you may be more inclined to pay the ransom in a ransomware attack, uh, even knowing that that absolutely will lead to more ransomware attacks because basically it was successful. The bad actors know we're scared and therefore utilize that in targeting us. What's worse is that it's easy to forget that what we should be doing is protecting PHI because it's the right thing to do. It's like when I was younger uh, and seatbelts became mandatory. Some people wore them so they wouldn't get a ticket, and some people wore them to significantly improve their chances in an accident. Uh, I'd like to see cybersecurity and healthcare do the right thing, as it were, uh, versus just doing the right thing so we don't get fined uh, or, or have some type of regulatory action for against us.
0: Completely agree with that. And Wade, what advice would you give to healthcare administrators to better safeguard their organizations against, against cyber threats? And what resources would you recommend for staying updated on cybersecurity best practices?
1: Uh, first, I'd say train your people. Uh, For your security people, you need to have them constantly train on what's new and how to combat it. Uh, You need to have your non-security people trained on practical ways that they can improve your security posture and focus on the why certain practices are problematic or what the results of those actions are. For example, on a recent security drill we did, we showed how a bad actor attacking us could lead to an employee's personal bank account information being accessed. People's awareness and concern exploded exponentially when they realized that not only was the company endangered by certain accidents, but so was their money. As for resources, I'd start with uh, CISA.gov. I'd also find well-known tools and implement them. You want to avoid vendors like you know Joe's most excellent security, and make sure you do some research on them. Uh, we heavily utilize Qualys, uh, both Qualys and CISA give us up-to-the-date information on security issues that are live and things that are happening uh, immediately. We get notices the same days, uh, at same day that a, a vulnerability becomes exposed, um, and we often get hundreds of notifications. Uh, Each week that we review to make sure that each one of those uh, either does or does not impact us and figure out how we mitigate those. Uh, Regularly reviewing that information and seeing if it impacts your organization can really be the difference between a mild inconvenience and your organization becoming totally crippled. But more importantly, it could be the difference between life and death for one of your patients.
0: Well, thank you for sharing those resources with us, Wade. And thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this sneak peek into what you're going to cover in Bessler's upcoming webinar on cybersecurity and healthcare that we're presenting live on October 25th. Thanks so much, Wade. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. Until next time.
1: This concludes
0: our episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help protect and optimize revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.